The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, Chris? Oh, Lord. There's a lot going on Lordy, today. Lordy, Lordy. Yeah, I'll say. We were just chatting right before we started, and I just say we get right into it. We're going to kick okay. off this episode with some news, some horror movie news, some horror-themed news. Yes, quite a bit. Well, maybe not quite a bit, but... First, this is a big one, because mm-hmm. um, I don't think we talked about it last time. Scream? We didn't talk about that in the last show, No, did we? we didn't. You mentioned it to me. Big deal. I know, dude. Big, big deal. I know. Headlines coming out, uh, and not just headlines, uh, corroborated by the woman herself, mm-hmm. Sydney Prescott. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell will not be returning for Scream 6. Unfortunately, they did not come to an agreement on how much she's worth. And her statement about it was that, right? Like, she knows how she built... That what this is and that franchise, the legacy, dude. everything about it, and she knows her worth. And unfortunately, they didn't come to an agreement on it. That's uh, but trash. she tells people that they should know their worth and and stand up when they need to. She's sorry that she can't come back. She loves the fans. She loves what they've helped make of this franchise. But she's not coming back. Well, it's not. It has nothing to do with the fans. So she should love the fans. You know, mm-hmm. this is the this is the studio. Here's the thing. It's very early, dude. Yeah, I know. I was just going to follow up and say that. I'm hoping they can come to an agreement. At some point, right? But if not, I'm okay with it. I am depending on how the film is. I have to say I'm okay with it because I got to tell you, man, with this kind of out of the blue, and you've mentioned it, this rising of Jenna Ortega, right? We are witnessing the rise of a new scream queen dude it just feels like she's a powerhouse right now in horror mm-hmm. and knowing like so when i hear okay so nev nev's not coming back but the whole old the the new crew is obviously whoever survived and um what's her name courtney cox is coming back yes yep so i'm like okay i can still feel this because i i did enjoy this new cast i didn't mm-hmm. know if i would but when i watched the movie a second or a third time I mean, the new cast really grew on me. I really liked these characters, and especially because a lot of them spun off of legacy characters. Yeah. But Jenna Ortega and even the girl that played her sister, I liked that. And I can see how if Nev doesn't come back, if they do it right and don't focus on the sister who was Billy no. Loomis's daughter. We need to focus on, on yes. Jenna Ortega. And the reasoning should be because the sister is Billy Loomis's daughter. Like your sister is the reason that mm-hmm. this stuff started all over again and we're coming for you kind of a thing. You it's know what like I mean? A, fr- a fresh reinvention of the, yes. the whole concept of Scream. Yes. You know who else is coming back? Not Billy Loomis. Hayden Really? What's her Panettiere? name? Panettiere. I think that's yeah. how you say it. She's really? coming back from Scream 4. Scream 4, uh, Hayden's coming back to play her character from Scream 4. Interesting. Yeah. What happened to... Um, wasn't Emma Roberts? In, did she die in 4? I can't remember. Because I love Emma Roberts. Was she in it? I'm pretty sure. Or was she... Oh, was she like the one of the fake characters? I can't remember. Or she, no, she was the one with Hayden, right? When they were sitting yeah. there watching the movie. I'm pretty sure. Maybe she dies. I can't remember, dude. I can't remember. I think she, I love she Emma Roberts. So it'd be cool to see her come back too if she's not dead. I can't remember, dude. I I've only seen four once. Yeah, I, well, I've seen it a couple times, but not as much as like one and yeah, two. I think four is probably the weakest of the series, um, in my opinion. Well, see, the reason I did like four was when they were that's them making the movie, right? About no, no that was three. That's three. That's yes, the one I that's really like. At the beginning, where four uh, was the one where she was coming it, back yeah. around, selling her book and all that stuff. Right? She had a book to sell. Remember at the very beginning of the film, like the, the one of the oh, not she's out there at a book signing. I think Nev Campbell is, and they had they're renting a car, mm. 
and maybe something happened Again, and I, the call I've was seen, coming from the trunk of her car. Remember I've that only shit? I've seen it once. Oh. I can't remember. We'll have to do a scream a screamathon. We should. All right, what else is going on in the news, Jenna Ortega? Um, (laughs) Yeah, speaking of, uh, we have a trailer, a a, a teaser trailer for her new Wednesday series on Netflix. She looks good, dude. You just saw it. I just saw it because you just told me. I didn't even know this was out. She does look good, dude. It's it's nice. It looks awesome. Yeah, dude. She's killing it right now. Good for her. Tim Burton? Yeah, I, 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 I know he's producing it. Can't complain, I don't dude. know if he's directing it. Can't complain, though. No, it's Tim neither Burton. way. If he has any say in how anything goes, I'm good with Tim Burton doing it. Um, well, I heard a, I heard something recently that he said that when he got Batman, the studio really didn't kind of want him for that because he was dark and gothic and all this shit. And then, yeah. he, and then, he, and then he says, so you guys went and put nipples on the bat suit. Right. I was your biggest complaint. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Anyway, though, so Wednesday... I know there was talks, and I and I know for the longest time the fans have always wanted Christina Ricci as Morticia, and they have wanted Johnny Depp as Gomez. So now that Johnny Depp's trial is complete and over with and done, and he can get on with his life, do you think we might see him come come and play Gomez, or has it been decided he's playing Gomez? It I depends. Don't even know. Because here's the thing: so this is the premise of the show. The series will be a coming of age supernatural mystery comedy. Focusing on Wednesday Adams and her years as a high school student at Nevermore Academy, where she attempts to master her psychic powers, stop a monstrous killing spree of the town citizens, and solve the supernatural mystery that affected her family 25 years ago, all while navigating all uh, her new relationships. It so, looks like Morticia is going to be played by Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Jones. Looks like Christina Ricci is going to be in it, though. Uh, it doesn't look like oh, Gomez Luis is Guzman in there. Oh, is going to be playing Gomez. Oh, where? Where'd you see that? I'm on IMDb right now. Really? Because I'm looking Guzman. on Guzman. I, Guzman. I'm looking on on uh, Wikipedia, and he's not listed, dude. I wouldn't listen to Wikipedia. I'd listen to. Oh IMDb. no, he is. He's a guest star. It's quick. It's a guest star. Yeah, so he's probably not going to be in it long. Thora Birch is going to be in this. If you know who that is. Holy shit! Ricky Lindholm's going to be in this. Ricky Lindholm is from Aaron's hometown. They went to the oh. same school. I think she one of uh, I, I don't know if Aaron was a year above her or below her or maybe even in the same year. Get out of here, yeah, dude. dude. Ricky Limholm's been in all kinds of things. She's part of Garfunkel and Oates. Do you know that little comedy duo? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till Aaron hears that. You're you know you've watched Seinfeld. Yes. You know Seinfeld and Newman. Newman. Yes. This is her Lindo. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that means crazy, there's dude? no hope of reaching out and getting around the show. <laughs> Not I, to be honest with you. Who knows if she even remembers Aaron? Oh, I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's a small uh, it does town. look like Tim she Burton is directing it. Oh, so yes. Going to be good. Yes. What else, dude? What else is going on in the news? Um, We have another teaser trailer Ooh. for, drumroll, the, uh, the Adams Family. The so I watched, I watched it first on my phone. Okay. And I had a certain feeling for it on my phone. Then I watched it again on my TV. Really? And it felt differently. Interesting. It felt differently or different? Different. I um, felt differently or it felt different. Here's the other thing. The first time I saw it when I watched it on my phone, there wasn't any color part to it. Oh, really? And then when I watched it on the YouTube on TV, I saw the, the color part to it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I just stopped it early because I was like, oof, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because that was my first instinct. Okay, so to start it, like, have you ever seen The Monsters, the show? Yes, ever? the intro. So that's the intro, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole intro, right? And that's cool. But it felt weird. What threw me off was, um, and I hate saying it, dude, because that's our dude. I know. They're all, he's our dude. Sherry's our woman. Uh, RDJ. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Daniel JD, Phillips. JDP. JDP. JDP as Herman Munster. At first, I was like, cool, because I love this dude. But now I see, like, he's trying to play that over that, gag, yes. gaggy style, like, caricature thing at least in the intro part like they were replic they were trying to replicate the intro, the intro. which is yes. fine which might be brilliant right it might be that like you're watching it and you're like oh you're expecting this right sure this is what we're going to give you but when i watched the youtube one it didn't look as hokey to me the second time okay but the color piece is what got me so when it went to color it still looks a little weird but the fact that grandpa was like Okay, so what now, right? Uh-huh. It made me feel like Rob Zombie was saying, 
you're expecting like all these crazy kooky stuff. But, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different. So what now? Okay, we've done this. We showed you the intro. We showed you we could do this. Let's get what this now? done what and out of the do? way. Yes. So I do kind of like what? that. I do kind of like that. Um, but when I but first we'll watched it... we'll have to wait and it, see how it pans out, dude. Bro, it was it was hard it was seeing Je- seeing him like be Herman Munster like that. Well, it felt like seeing, he was doing it overboard like But nonsense. even Lily Munster, even Sherry as as Lily was like a little over. It feels like it's all cosplay. And maybe that's and maybe that's what they were going like you said for that that segment. And I'm thinking and and that's the way I'm taking it as well. It um, feels like cosplayers, right? Like yes. legit cosplayers doing a home movie. <clears throat> yeah. Replicate, well, because replication the quality, of it. The I don't know what it was about the video. But the quality and the angling and whatever it was, there was something about it that just made it look like a low-end production. Like, Which is I Rob Zombie, though. A... Let's think about that. That's Rob Zombie. Let's look at his movies. Yes, but this <laughs> looked like something I would pick up. I would have picked up a camera in high school and made in high school. It feels like an uh, an 8-millimeter film. Rough. Or 16-millimeter yes. film. You know what I mean? It looks like it's got that, that grainy quality at first. But I did dig the old-school music uh what is it paramount or universal was it universal oh the old the, the retro yes yes i like cool, that dude. a lot that was, that was cool. cool i was like oh i'm digging this i already. love when they bring him back for movies like that yeah um but yeah but, we have to see this is just thing. a tease this is like to say like look i've been working on it this is what they look like in costume also i'm just showing you them just playing for the camera this has nothing to do with the movie we're not yep. seeing any scenes in the movie or what it looks like and we've only seen these three characters I mean, we've seen pictures of other people, but in the teaser, these are the only three characters we've right. seen. Number one. Number two, we're also talking about Universal here. Yes. So, yes, Rob Zombie's going to be able to have his creative input because he's sowed his oats. However, right. they're still only going to be it's allowing a, that to a certain Yeah, degree. this is a big studio, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, well, he's got a bed made at, at Universal. Don't get me I, wrong. I mean, I, I'm sure, but there's still executives but, that are saying, yes. look... This yes. is big. This is the monsters. We are banking on you to create the next big franchise that children are going to get into also. And he's like, let's do it. Fuck Sell toys. Zombie, dude. <laughs> love it. Fucking love it, dude. No, I'm excited. For because it. I want those kids to become big fans of that and be like, this was a Rob Zombie film and just and love that's the how fact. how they get into it. And love the fact that the guy who made the film's last name was Zombie. And then they're like, let's see what else he did. And then good. Discovers music. Boom. Discovers movies. Lords of Salem. Hell yeah, dude. Trev, Trev, dude. Trev still gives me a hard time. He's like, you fooled me into watching that shit again. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm telling you. Mark my words, man. We are going to talk about that film as a fucking classic, a masterpiece. Yeah, in the I don't future. doubt it. Dude. Watch, watch, watch. I don't doubt it. It's gonna be it's gonna be our generation's version of uh my bloody Valentine. Oh, higher level, bro. For higher us. level, way higher level. This is this is um, one of those films that, like I said, maybe even on Exorcist level, at some point they're going to look back on and be like, "How brilliant is this?" It was ahead of its time. Yeah. Anyway, what else? What else we have in news? Is that it? Um, I think that's it. That's all uh, I saw recently. Oh wait, did Uh-oh. you see the new trailer for Nope? No, I did not see the new trailer for Nope. Jordan I saw Peele's there was a, new film. Yeah, I saw that there was. They released a poster with like a bunch of characters' faces on it. So the new trailer, I'm going to tell you right now, okay. makes makes the movie more. It, it tells you what the movie's about now. About okay, because watching it's not just it, a teaser, right? Watching all these things, you're like, what the fuck's going on? What is this? But right? I don't know if I want to know. I think I just kind of want to go in blind. I don't like when. I'll tell you, watching nice. it and knowing what it is, I still I can't wait to see it. Yes, but my fear is that by watching the trailer, things are given away. And oh, yeah. you're not yeah. going to know that until the movie. Oh, yeah, there's stuff given away. I couldn't See? believe there was something that they showed in the trailer. When I saw it, I was like, really? You chose to show that? Like, you showed that? That's yeah. crazy. See? I'm not watching it then. Yeah, I'm not yeah, watching yeah. it then. Okay, wait then. Yeah, dude. Uh, we still didn't go out and see Firestarter either. <sighs> Did you see it? No, but have you seen reviews and what people were saying? I don't care. I know. I want to see it. Listen, a lot of times I'm one of those guys that's like, look, I'm going to see a movie and make my own decision. But when I see an overwhelming majority, I'm like, wow, is it really that rough? Look at the new Jurassic Park. That's not getting very good reviews at all. I know, and I don't know if I want to see it. I want to see it because, because of what it is. It's Jurassic Park. I love the original. It's the last one. I have to see it. I've seen all the other ones. It's the only reason I didn't However, see Crystal Skulls. I'm not holding my breath. And I think you should see it 
but don't expect Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones, and the Crystal. Yes, yeah, but no don't way, expect dude. I can't watch that shit. I can't watch that. You have to watch it to I watch can't. the new one. No, I absolutely. Don't. I do not. I'm telling you, you have to. I don't to. have to. I could skip it. <laughs> you need and to let watch them it for refer- Shia LaBeouf. I can let them reference it, and, and as in the new movie, if they reference it, me think that's just a story that they're referencing in this film. But the, how you know they're referencing no movie it? That exists. Okay, exactly. Kingdom Good. of the Crystal Skull. There's a scene where they're in the warehouse, and they knock a box over, and part of the box breaks, and you see a corner of the um, the Ark of the Covenant, right? So if you've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, that reference just completely went over your head. Cool. So how are you going to get the references? In? I won't care because I don't want to see a movie that's going to destroy the franchise oh, for me. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was rough. It's going to be rough, though, because for Silence Your Phones, uh, Sean and I are going to start delving into the Indiana Jones series. Oh, yeah. You've seen them all? Uh, one, two, and except, three, except, except Crystal for, Skull? Yeah, except for God, that one. I love those movies, dude. Do you want to come on and, and join us? Oh, the three fuck. of us? Let's do it, yeah. I'll talk to oh. them. We'll, we'll set it up, dude. We'll yeah, work it dude, out. Yeah, dude, I love the Indiana Jones. Those movies are the reason why I am where I am today. It's why I went to school for archaeology, yeah. and it's why I want to get into filmmaking. Awesome. All right, that's not what we're talking about today, anyway, though. yes, back on track here. This is Out of the Shadows. Yeah, so let's go back into the shadows here. And we're talking 80s horror. Yeah, 1985. Our second one in 1985. We started with The Company of Wolves. Which was hit or miss, I guess, depending on who you talk to. I enjoyed it. Not not uh, top tier. Yeah. For me, I said it wasn't for me. Yeah, which is But I could see why people liked it. I really like the fantasy aspect to it, dude. I think that's what did it for me. This time, we're going into what's considered a cult classic. By a director we've seen twice now. A cult classic director. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the stuff. The stuff is here now. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message. Tonight, America is in grave danger. We are under alien attack by a popular dessert known as The Stuff. Here, Jason. Take some. No! Don't eat that. There is something alive in there. Tasty! There's something alive in yogurt. It's called benign bacteria. If the stuff is in your house, do not eat it. If you have it on your shelves, do not sell it. If you distribute this material, close your doors, make no more sales. We're stepping out of the theater. What is your first thoughts, dude? The like you you walk out of there and everything you saw from from because this movie just starts immediately with a dude walking right up onto a bubbling shit and licking it. So from that moment (sighs) all the way to the very last scene. So here's here's my initial thought. Right? What do you think? While those guys are eating super slow, what are you thinking? This is definitely a Larry Cohen movie. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a Larry Cohen movie. Um, it's rough. It's very rough. However, I expect nothing less when I go into a Larry Cohen movie. So, uh, isn't it crazy yeah. though? Like when you watch that, you're like, wow, that really got made though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I. Studios said, here is money to do that. After Q, they gave him money to make another movie. (laughs) And after the stuff, somebody gave him money again to make another movie. And again and again. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Larry Cohen. Ready? I think Larry Cohen is a 1950s pulp horror movie director. Oh, yes. Stuck in the 1980s. Dude, that is so nail on the head. Yes. That is so nail on so the head. So that's why, as rough as this movie is, I still love it. Okay. Because of that. That is so rough. Like, like I said, nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I can't even say that better. You're right. Because this movie is not like... This isn't on the level of... 
I need an even lower budget, like the burning. This isn't on that level. This no, is not on the level least... of of maniac. This isn't. This isn't. Um, you know, some of the mo- all the different movies we've seen. This you look at this and you're like, really? But yeah. it's what you're saying because it's of a time that is not in this era. Yes. Same so, with Q. So when you look at Same it that way, Q. right? When you look at it that way. Then it's almost like this is a fun 1950s sci-fi horror film, right? And so when you're thinking about that era, you're thinking about these kids in their Chuck Taylors, their jeans with the cuffs, you know, the big giant cuffs at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Right? Riding their bicycles down the street, Mm -hmm. and now it's nighttime, and their moms tell them to go to bed, and they got the shirts and shit, and they they pull out their flashlight, and they're reading these like old horror Mm -hmm. comics and stuff, which makes sense because that's when the guy grew up. Or they're putting on the TV, and they're just staring at this black and white sci-fi movie, right? The creature feature of the of the week, and. It, I mean, I'm assuming Larry Cohen was probably a was kid around that 30s. time, right? Well, so, yeah. 50, so he was in his tw- late teens, probably early 20s. So yeah, he so he's probably just that. loving that stuff as, and, and in his 20s. And then if you take into account the pulp, well, he was in the 30s, so in his when he was a kid, he was probably exposed to the, the 40s, original horror. The 40s. The 30s. And then the and 40s, 40s horror comics, the 40s. all yes. that stuff, the pulp yep. shit. So he grew so up in that So he's a product era. of his time. The cold, or the you know the the, the Cold War, all that stuff. Not yeah. Cold War, the um, World War Two, the fallout of World War Two. Yes, all of that. The fifties, yeah, the Cold War, when everybody thought like you yeah. know at any time In Korea we could be going down. So for him to write a movie that follows that old school sci fi the Blob style thing, yes, it makes Very a lot of sense. So. Mm-hmm. so for me, again, if you're asking me when I walk out, I go. I get it. It was fun. <laughs> this is supposed to be that kind of fun thing, right? Yes. This is for this is this was made for that eight, nine, ten year old that's staying up later than he should mm-hmm. to watch it on TV in his room at night when his parents are asleep. That's yeah. what this movie's made for. Yeah, because if not, you think about it, there's really no adult content. Not really. No. You know what I mean? And this isn't made for like the diehard, like the higher fans. level kind of horror, right? Like when yes. we're sitting down and watching the Witch Nightmare on Elm Street, or or, or, or okay, you, you mean wanna, you're talking? I'm talking any. back then at the time when these movies are coming out. We'll talk about horror, even higher level horror from the '70s, things like Exorcist, well, Exorcist or you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, Baby, or even in the '80s, dude. Even it's things alive. like the Changeling, right? Think about Changeling, right? Well, this, see, even the Changeling though, even the Changeling to me is more of a product of the '70s than it is the '80s, right? Because and, you're coming again, right out of it. That, that, remember, I, I think I've mentioned this to you. I find it hard to look at the decades, 1980 to 1989, because it's really 1975 they, to 1984. Into, they bleed into the yes. next decade. They yes. do, definitely. So this is, film is fun for that. But that's what this film is, because if you really want to look at it, there is a lot of stuff that's oh, so rough, bad with this film. It's rough. It's and really rough. When you talk about B-horror films, this is like one of the epitome of B-horror. Yeah. Let's get into it, dude. Let's go for it. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to hear this. <laughs> this is my paper. I have two legal, uh, yellow legal pad sheets of paper. Uh, one of them front and back. The other one halfway on the front. And what I did is I wrote down all these different things that will remind me of the scenes in order. Because this movie jumps all over the Look at my phone, dude. Page, Look at that. Please. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so this, okay. Immediately, this movie starts out right away. Yes. There's no like build up. There's no music there's, there's no, no credits there's nothing there's entrance this, to this world you're just jarringly thrown into it snowing whether you want to be or not it's snowing you're at some sort of factory mm-hmm. and this dude's walking this old dude's walking out in the snow and he just comes across this bubbling white stuff in the snow and his first thought is let me scoop this shit up and taste it yeah that's <laughs> the first thing he does dude behind him is like what you do? he's like oh this is it's, it's delicious. tasty. It's very tasty. Behind him, dude, what are you doing back there? He's like, nothing. Go on and go home. He just keeps eating some more. This other dude walks up. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Eating snow? And he's like, this ain't snow. Eat this. See what you think. And so he does. So and this again, guy tastes it. I like, would never. I would never. When I was in Alaska, we played a joke on people and made people think we ate bear shit. Um, <laughs> but I know it wasn't bear shit. I'm not yeah. picking something up off the ground and, and eating it if I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> That's my first thought, dude. Like, whoa, this movie just goes right in. Yeah. No joke. And, and, and it again, just d- dives in in a weird way. Like, let's again, just go right for it. Again, you're thrown right into it. No soft opening bringing you in. This dude's doing a ridiculous fucking thing. 
I can't complain because it's a Larry Cohen film. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know what, what I mean? you're getting into. You yep. know what you're getting into. I just got to accept it and just go with it. And he makes a comment how great it is that if they could, they could probably package it and Make sell it. tons of money. Make some money off this. So cut to the next scene. This little kid in the bed, right, tossing and turning, starts slapping the shit out of his skin. He is, And then he looks, he's like, Christ. Or he's like, Jesus Christ, it's hot. Like I'm like, who's this kid talking like a 1950s gangster, dude? <laughs> He's slapping his skin. He goes and he closed the window and he's like, oh, going downstairs, opens the fridge, right? And he's looking and here's a, a carton of stuff and mm-hmm. it's on its side and it's kind of melted out. But then it's making its way back into the, the carton. It's moving. It crawls back in. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? All of a sudden his dad's there, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck's wrong with his dad, dude? His dad's an ass. <laughs> his dad's like, what the hell are you doing down here? You son of a bitch <laughs> i mean he doesn't say that but he might as well have I that's know, the dude. attitude his dad brings is like you fucking piece of shit why are you up at night right yeah he's, he's like i can't sleep you know he's like i'm i'm thirsty or hungry whatever he says he tells him to go back to his room he slaps him mm-hmm. and tells him if you ever make trouble like this again i'm like wow what the hell is going on with this this dude came a little too hard at two o'clock in the morning with this this energy bro oh well yes and no <laughs> he's just an ass Bottom line, yeah. he's an asshole. Well, the whole family is, dude. Yeah. Comes out no, later. they are. Um, so then we go from there and we go to a commercial for the stuff. Ready? Well, dad eats some of the stuff. Don't forget. Yeah. He decides dad to eat some, eats some of the it. stuff and then we cut to a commercial of the stuff. Okay. We go from them so finding weird. the stuff to it and we find out it's not mass marketed throughout the world or the country yet. It's being tested in this town, but we jump from it being discovered to, it, to in, a product a frigi- on the shelves, majorly on the shelves. That's... There's, there's a way I want to describe this movie, Chris. It's very disjointed. There's a lot of leaps of logic and leaps of faith, dude. It's very disjointed. Just yes. even the way the scenes flow together. Yes. It's very disjointed. Yes. Because from that, like you said, we go from this this scene with this kid right to this woman in a fur coat mm-hmm. talking about like being a, a, a little girl. And now she's a big girl, and she likes the very stuff. sexual. Dude. Yes, very sexual and then, in nature. And that's all we get. Like that's all. There's no nothing to tell us it's a commercial. It doesn't show us on TV. It doesn't have anybody react to it. It's so just when I saw scene. that, I was getting. Uh, I mean, obviously, you can see how it plays into this, but video drone vibes. Yes. Oh yes, yes, for you sure. Know? And then from there, we cut to water. And like just a scene of like it's like three seconds of water, and then all of a sudden you see the flapping of a, a, a flag, and now we see a boat, right? Yep. And it's a boat with a whole bunch of businessmen who are basically their executives for different ice cream companies. Yeah. And they're meeting because they want to hire an industrial spy to spy on this company, the stuff, because to find they out. cannot figure out what it's made of. Right, and it's outselling all their stuff. Yep. So they decide they're going to hire this guy, right? And this guy is our dude, Michael Moriarty. Mr. Moriarty. Goes by the name Mo. Mo. But you know why he thing. goes by the name Mo? Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many reasons. <laughs> he's like he's like the Joker, dude, in this, yeah, right? Yeah, nobody knows who he really is, dude. Because remember in the For jo- good reason, I understand as a corporate spy, you know what I mean? You have remember to be Remember in the Dark like Knight when the Joker's like, you want to know how I got these scars? And he always a had a different story? story. That's this guy, right? You know why people call me Mo? <laughs> Always a different story. Let me ask you something. Yeah. The choice to overdub the audio Oof. during this entire scene. Why? Um, well, Did you notice thing. it was overdubbed? Did you notice? I could, you could slightly tell. It was tell. Yes. bad, dude. But here's the thing. But even Michael, when he was like doing the overdub for the way he talked on there, he overdid it. He oversold oh, it on yeah, Mike dude. because the rest of the movie, he didn't talk that way. But here's the thing, dude. I feel, because he had more of an accent in this scene a little bit more. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But did they need to do the overdubbing? Did something get fucked up with the audio? I don't know. Had to, number one. But number two, this is a very interesting scene. I really enjoy this scene because this sets a lot of tone for his character. Because there's the one line he says here, and he says, no one is as dumb as I appear to be. And it's the way he says it. (laughs) Yeah. So you know he's playing these fucking people. Yes. And you know he's a Everybody. He plays everyone. Yes. Because he's an industrial spy. Yes. He's a James Bond. Yes. He's the James Bond of the but fucking I ice love, cream world. I love this this scene, and I love that line, dude. He shows up on the boat. They're like, this dude's the guy who's going to go in. We're going to pay him some money. And he, he basically shows how good he is. He's been listening in on them. Yep. Um, and he knows how they what they think of him. But he takes their money anyway. He says, I'm going to go find this information for you. 
I love the one the one dude that gave him some attitude as he's walking out. He's like, do me a favor. When the FBI asks you how you got this, pop punches him <laughs> in the face or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, dude. Then we cut back to the kid's family, to right? Jason. Well, no, we go back to Jason. He's in the supermarket. No, not yet. This is the breakfast. It goes back to the kid's family. Oh, yes, yes. yes. You're right. You're right. Yes. It goes we to go him, to the, the next kid's day. family, dude. It's the next day. The kid's family is downstairs. Mom's making breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad's eating, like reading the paper. Bro- brother, older brother's eating cereal. And doesn't that older brother really look like that kid's brother? Yeah, the it's the eyes, dude. I was like, whoever did the casting, and even the dad, you casting was great. (sighs) Yeah, great casting for this. Mm -hmm. But mom was a bitch too, dude. Yeah, she was a see you next Tuesday too. I was like, what the hell's wrong with these these people? But they're like, what's wrong with that kid? Why is he sleeping so long? But again, is that because of the stuff they're eating? Exactly right. So they come to he he comes down. I would have if that's the case. If that's the case, and I'll mention this at the end. Speak further on it at the end. I wish we would have seen. How the family was re- originally, and right. seen some sort Give of development. Give us some context. Yes. Give us context so we could see what it's doing. Yes. Uh, but kid comes down, and uh, basically they're talking about the stuff in the fridge. The brother's like, "There's nothing wrong with it. I'll eat it." He's like, "No, there's something wrong with it. It's bad. It's boiled. You shouldn't eat it." And he eats it anyway. And they're like, "Here, you should try some." And he's all like, like, smacks it on the, smacks it down, and it splashes all over like the the, the, the counter, wall, and the, counter and shit. And he, and he just goes running. Dad's like, "You're a piece of shit, you asshole!" <laughs> like this family's nasty to him, dude. And the mother's like, "This better not stain." And then she's like, "Oh, look at how great this is. It doesn't stain. It's delicious. It doesn't have any calories, and it doesn't stain." Yeah. So yeah, right there, you already know they're fucking weird, right? From there, again, boom, we cut right back over to Mo. Now he's at a scientist lab. There's a bunch of scientists. Mm-hmm. He's talking to the scientists, and they're trying to crack the code. Yeah. They're like, listen, we can't do it. And he's like, isn't there rules? Don't they have to say everything? And the one dude's like, nah, it's like an FDA loophole like Coca-Cola uses for their secret syrup, right? Yeah, like, it's a secret. Because it's proprietary, they don't have to divulge all the ingredients or whatever. So like, technically, they really could put drugs into it, right? I mean, they used to. Why couldn't they now if they don't have to divulge it? Because I feel like that loop. Don't forget, Chris. We're talking about a movie in 1985, <laughs> and um, the I don't logic think that in this film and that logic. Also, the logic anymore. in this film is a little crazy. Then this is my favorite part. I love how Moriarty's like, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to go in and steal it." And listen, ladies and gentlemen, he goes, "Guys, this little lady walking in, and this woman walking in. This woman walks in. He goes, this little lady's gonna help us do that.'" Cut to all of a sudden we see those women in fur again, and now it's the stuff. It's like this this photo shoot, this video shoot, and there's this director going and saying, you know, um, yeah. But didn't, didn't didn't Jason go to the supermarket though first? Not yet, not yet, bro. I know, I can't, I know you can't wait to get there. That's an exciting conversation, but we're not there oh, yet. Oh yeah, dude. you're right, you're right. We're oh not my there God, yet. Dude. We're not oh there my yet. God. All right, yeah. So he goes and sees Nicole. <laughs> So it there's this, it looks like a runway fashion show, but it's like this this commercial or video promotion that they're doing, right? Yes. Yep. And there's this woman that's directing the cameraman, telling him how to shoot it. And these women are coming out in, in fur and and swimsuits and eating stuff and feeding it to each other. Here's the thing: sex sells. Yep. Rich people sell. Yep. Upscale sells because yep. everybody wants to be like the man on the hill. Yep. Even though nobody will. And Moriarty's there. And he's like, he you know what? He just walks in like he fucking owns the place, dude. Cut. Everybody take a break. I got to talk to this little lady right here. And she's like, excuse me? Who the fuck are you? He's like, listen, I want to talk to you because uh, I need you. I need you to help me with the marketing of this pet- petroleum, pet- company. petroleum company. And uh, I know you marketed for the, you did the marketing for the stuff. Boom. There he is. He's trying to get in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to do this for me. And she's like, I don't know if I have the time. She's like, I don't think you understand me. I'm not asking to use you guys. I'm buying your company, and I want no, you to run you in it. charge. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, well, that changes everything. She gives the card to her assistant. She's like, check this guy out. Also, get me a new dress. <laughs> you hear what else she said? And cancel my dinner date. <laughs> yeah, because then she goes back to him. She's like, do they serve dinner at your hotel? Do they have hotel? room service? Something like that. She goes, she goes, where are you staying? And he says where he's staying. She goes, do they have room service? He goes, my limo's right outside. She, she goes, goes, mine so too. Mine. <laughs> he goes, I bet mine's bigger. Oh, God, dude, that is such a cringy dialogue. It's so, yes, but, but it fits I the character. It, it does yes. fit that character. Yes. After watching it a few times, you get a feel for this character, Mo. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is who he is, right? Yep. He's going to be a smooth talker. He's going to try to, he even, has to be. And he'll he make those to jokes, too, even if it may be inappropriate. Because it's because he needs to look authentic. And if you're holding right. back, you you know doubt right questions right. but if you're ballsy people are gonna say oh well he's got no shame yep 
people are going to trust you a little bit more. So he's getting in there. He wants to get in with the marketing lady who helped put stuff out on the map. Basically well, put it everywhere. Because she can get him in contact with all kinds of other people. Right. He's trying to get all the way down to the beginning and find out how they make this and where they get it from. So he's just going through all these different channels, right? Yep. All the different ways of getting to this company. And we go from that to seeing basically what her work did. The fact that she marketed it so well, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. we get a, this montage of grocery stores. Yep. It's all over the shelves. People are bleep, They're playing bleep. music People are for getting it, it on the radio. Yeah. Dude. Eating it. Like Cardboard you just, cutouts, all displays. kinds of stuff. And then this kid's just wa wandering the grocery store. Like, we didn't get any context again that he's there with his family, nothing. He's just wandering a grocery store. How he's much on time a has he's on an agenda. This kid's got an agenda. Home bro. To get there is this after school? What's going on, dude? No clue. But the kid, what's his name? I forget. Jason. Jason. Jason's walking through the store and he's <laughs> watching people eat this stuff. Not that Jason. And there's this little black kid eating some of this stuff. He walks by, looks at it, stops, and grabs it. It's like, don't eat this. Give me that. And just throws it on the ground. The mom's like, what the hell's wrong with you, little boy? And he just goes running down the aisle. And then that's it. He decides he's going to cause havoc. Mm -hmm. He's fucking knocking these things off he the shelves. Gets a rake. We don't see it. We just see him knock it off the shelves. Next thing you know, he has a rake. And yes. he's just mowing stuff down. That's what I'm saying. Down. He's got a rake. I don't know where the fuck he gets a rake from. <laughs> And he's like just row after row. And there's these two stock boys that are building like this pyramid of stuff. And they're just like, they're like oh, shit. Oh, God, no. It was so comedic, bro. It felt like I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going fucking nuts. He's destroying it all. And all, and all of a sudden, like the, the clerks and the security come and grab him. He's like, no, no. It's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. Wow. Yeah, I'll say wow. All of a sudden. There's a knock on a door. We see the interior of a house. This big black dog. Mm, door yeah. opens. The actor who opens the door is a, a famous actor, Danny Aiello. Mm, okay. Um, I knew I recognized him. He lets in Mo. Mo. Oh, yeah, I'm here to meet you. You're from this whatever magazine, right? You're here to interview me. And he is a... He, he works work for with the, the FDA. FDA. He's like, yeah, I'm here to interview you about this and that and blah, blah, blah. And asks him about like when he, they... you know reviewed when the stuff came through you approved it you were part of that team tell me how that worked out how did you go ahead and approve it this yeah, guy's just like being yeah, a slime you know it's just it's yeah. it's, it's, it's pro it was everything was fine it was great stuff he's telling him and there's this weird thing that keeps happening that he keeps looking at the dog like he's nervous right and he's like oh what's going on he's like oh nothing i'm gonna go i'm gonna go upstairs and do whatever so he goes well, he went upstairs. upstairs to grab some of the original oh, papers let me get you some of the paperwork that we have from the studies and he keeps looking at the dog all nervous, and as he goes upstairs, Mo's like, now why, talking to the dog, why is your master so scared of you? That guy says master. Then he walks around, and he opens one of the doors, and you see just like stacks and stacks of stuff. Oh, yeah, the stuff. Dude's yeah. coming back down. He's like, so I found the paperwork. He's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I, I was thirsty. I was going to get some water, but let me look at that paperwork. Uh, okay, everything looks good here. I'm going to go ahead and take this, make some photocopies. I'll send it back to I'll you. I'll get back to you right away, right away. And he leaves, and then this dude looks at the dog and is kind of weird about it. Oh, and then it's two thirty in the morning. Mo's pulling up to an ice cream stand. It's like it's like a, a Dairy oh, Queen, yes. but for the stuff. Yep. And he's just looking at it, being like, "Boy, this place is hopping. Like, yeah, this stuff. There's something about this stuff, right?" But that's the whole only thing. It's, he's just going to see it. Like, we don't get anything else but that. It's just a transition scene. <laughs> because then we get back to the executive scene, the FDA guy. Yep. And he's like dying he's like freaking out he's on the floor, floor crawling the dog's attacking him and then all of a sudden this dog's mouth goes unhinged and stuff comes shooting out of it yeah <laughs> how the hell did we even build up to that um i don't know dude what's going on with the storytelling my friend um again it's very disjointed um however i will comment on that later on <laughs> let's just get through the story Mo finds out he has to go to a small town. He goes to this small town, Stater. Stater. Pulls up to a gas station. The attendant keeps trying to get him to go wash his hands at this new bathroom he's got in the back. <laughs> he's like, just go back there, will you? He's like, no, it's good. I'm all good. And then he notices this weird car driving up. He's like, you ever notice a car like that before? This is like the weirdest conversation ever of all time, right? Like, why would he even, like, what? It's a town. People and, live there. But why would he think that that's a strange car? In a town he's, he's never been to. strange to that town. I know, dude. 
But Damn. that gas station attendant's like, I don't know what that the hell that is. And so Mo's like, I'm gonna go and take a look what it is. He's like, Don't you want to wash your hands? <laughs> so he goes over to the car, and we get a cut of the the gas station attendant acting all freaked out, and he just goes off. off. Okay, cool. This is great. This has very much Silver Shamrock Town vibes. Yes, this dude. is about. Remember, I mentioned this last night when we were talking about it. Yeah, this is where that starts. This starts. This feeling is where like the movie kind of starts feeling like Halloween three. Um. He opens the door to the car. There's no one in it. Okay. Closes the door, and then... All of a sudden, he gets attacked. <laughs> Karate kick from the top of the car comes this dude, this black dude, and he calls himself... Chocolate Chip Charlie. Chocolate Chip Charlie. Well, they start tussling, and Mo gets on top of him, and he looks at me and says, You're Chocolate Chip Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, that's not racist, but um, okay. What's the name of the actor that plays him? Oh, the name of the um, the name of the actor? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Here we go. Garrett Morris plays him. Garrett Morris is a very famous actor from back in the day. He was on SNL for a few Mm -hmm. seasons way back then. But, dude, when I saw him, I'm like, hey. And then he plays this character that he's just so over the top. Such a caricature, really. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. And his thing is, is he's in town to investigate this company that has basically stolen his chocolate chip ice cream out business out from under him. And kicked him to the curb. With ties to all his family. Yeah. All his family got under undermined him and, and ran off with this company. So he wants to know what the hell's happening. Mm-hmm. So they decide, you know what? The only place to get answers in a small town is the post office. Well, because his family all used to live there, if I remember yeah. correctly. So he went there looking. And uh, they said, well, there's a post office. And so they walk over to the post office. <laughs> there's a weird guy working in there, too. Oh, yeah. And they're like, um, we're looking for people. Where did everybody go? He's like, oh, most of them all let out of town. They went, They left. He's like, well, where'd they go, right? And they find some of the stacks of mail, and they're going through it, and they're seeing it's all this town, one town in Georgia. Yep. forgot what it was. What was the name of the town in Georgia? You remember? Midland. Oh, God. Midland, Midland Georgia. Georgia. Yep. And um, Mo notices a trash can full of empty cartons of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what, man? This is a tiny town. It's pretty quiet. Why don't you just go ahead and close down? We'll take you out to lunch, and we'll... We want to have a conversation with you. And he's like, no, I'm pretty full. I'm doing good. Then he does this weird thing where he just kind of get walks off into this back room. He's like burping. But he's like indigestion. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be right back. <laughs> he goes in the back. And they're like, okay, there's some weird shit happening yeah. here, right? We need to figure out. We probably need to go to Midland, Georgia. And they're like, what's going on back there? They could hear this weird noise going on back there. And we get a cut scene to mm-hmm. what's going on back there. And the only thing we see is this white goop, the, the stuff like basically making its way towards a window mm-hmm. and we cut back the to these guys they're talking we cut back to him and there's the guy from the post office laying there with his mouth just jacked wide open yeah mm-hmm. and they pop in right after the stuff gets out the window and they don't see any of it and uh they're like what they the just see him laying wrong there. with him right yeah and mo's like all right i'm gonna go out after him and what a weird fucking the way they filmed this was weird dude because it didn't seem right and it didn't match right they walk in they were looking upstairs but then they were acting like they were looking at him right on the ground well it doesn't even when they walked in and they're talking and they're the cameras on them blah 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 it looks like a completely different room from yeah. when the camera was up the stairs yeah. dude looking yeah. down at them. totally it like two totally different rooms. totally and i'm sorry dude sometimes like dialogue <laughs> just i'm just like oh god no what? the dialogue in this movie was incredibly rough he goes i'm gonna go out here he goes he goes something about whatever danger or whatever he goes man didn't i tell you my hands were weapons dangerous weapons or something? well yeah he's asking him i think he asked him if he had a gun he says my hands are weapons yeah, he, he goes, says good because if this stuff gets me i want you to kill me first <laughs> it's so weird dude how many times do i have to tell you my hands are weapons like what? Um, but yeah, so that happens. Very weird stuff. Uh and then they decide to leave. Yeah, let me see where I'm at. Oh, they're and like, all right, nighttime. let's go. Let's go see what's happening. So they're running off, right? They went into the post office during the day, and when they came out, it was pitch black. Yep. They run out. Mm-hmm. As they're running down the street, all of a sudden they're being chased by a bunch of people with like fucking. Well, it's weird because they're walking down and the shit. street and, and Chocolate Chip Charlie goes, I don't feel I feel like we're not alone. And then they turn around, and there's like four or five people spread across the street. And I'm like, I understand you get that feeling of being watched, but come on, man. So they're running, and all of a sudden, they're like near a lagoon or something because there's a yeah, boat they're getting sitting in a boat. there. 
And they jump on the boat and they take off. And then we get a cut quick back to the dude from the post office and he's well, sitting they, up. They're starting to fight the goons off. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fighting they're them off. They're punching them and their jaws are breaking off. and it's Their faces are weird, exploding dude. inwards yeah. like fucking, again, like uh, Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, yep. Um, they jump in the boat and they take off, cut back to the post office, and the dude that we thought was dead is getting up and like and he's wiping stuff off his face, like chewing whatever mouth. was left in putting his mouth. it back in his mouth and swallowing it again. Yeah, and then we cut to a diner, and yeah. chocolate chip din- uh, chocolate chip Charlie and Mo are at this diner and they're talking to this lady and they're asking about this and can we get this? Can we get? Can I get some stuff? And everybody in the diner gets silent. And she's like, "Yeah, I wish we could." It's it's hard to get around these parts, you know. It's it's on back order, but hopefully we'll get some soon. And uh, Mo's like, you know what, dude? Uh, I think we need to split up. <laughs> Charlie's like, what you talking about, Millis? He's like, uh, you should go to you Washington. should go to Washington D.C. I want you to go talk to this FBI guy for me. He's like, all right, all right, whatever. And uh, Mo goes to this other guy. He's like, hey guys, I need a ride up to to here. Can you go take me as far? And he's like, yeah, we'll take you. And then we follow this this waitress, waitress from the diner. She goes back to the, the the freezer and opens it. It's full of stuff. It's all in there. Yeah. That's all we get for that. Well, doesn't she make a phone call too? Does she make the phone call? I can't remember. Um, because we cut to New York City, Broadway. Yeah. And Mo, there he is with uh, with Nicole. Mo's walk. Well, no, he's walking by himself first. Remember? And then all of a sudden, there's people there with walkie talkies, and they're like, "He's coming." And this van comes around the corner and tries oh. to run him over. Were they trying to get him or were they trying to send a message? I think they were just trying to run him over. Dude. I think they were. Well, because if they were trying to run him over, they would have got him. And they wouldn't have just kept going. If they were yeah. trying to get him, they would have got him. They would have probably just pulled up, yanked him in the van and taken off. I think they're trying to send a message. He's in New York because he wants to meet with the distributor, the guy that distributes mm. the stuff. Yes. And they're discussing the stuff, the distribution of it, blah, blah, blah. Then he brings up Midland, Georgia. And this guy looks at him like, oh, you know a little bit more than you should. Mm-hmm. You know what? How about I buy you off? How about I hire you? And I'm going to have you work for me. And he gives Mo money and all this stuff. And then Mo the next, takes it. <laughs> yeah, the next thing you know, Mo and the marketing lady are walking around. Yeah. And they end up walking back to the scientists. And they're talking to the scientists. And... um. The scientists like check out this newspaper. Look at this kid in the market that went crazy. Yeah, <laughs> destroying the stuff. And I don't know why, but this dude Mo is just like, we got to go get that kid. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so crazy, dude. Um, we kid we cut back to the kid at home. Mm-hmm. He's in his room. He's got an attitude. He's going downstairs. There's trash bags full of stuff being empty and stuff. Mom and well, dad are clearing eating out it. all the other food out of the house. Yep. Mom and dad are eating the stuff. Brothers eating it, playing video games. Everybody's being weird. Um, and they're like, "You need to eat this. You need to have this. Eat this stuff." So they give it to him. They send him back upstairs. He's like, "All right, I'll eat it." He goes in the bathroom, starts shoving it down the toilet, and it starts crawling out. <laughs> right. It starts moving around, and then he flushes it, and then he fills it. With shaving cream. Okay. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's Make a him good think idea. That. He comes back downstairs. But here's the thing. I wouldn't have done that. I would have just dumped it down the toilet, gone to my room, come down with the empty cup, and said I ate it. Right. Uh, he brings it downstairs, and his brother's like, the hell are you doing, huh? He's like, I- oh, I was wrong. This is delicious. He's like, really? And then he takes a spoonful of shaving cream. And eats it, dude. I'm like, And he's like, yeah, Ugh. this is really good. He's like, see, I told you. <laughs> Now you just have to come along and be one of us. And so they're walking and he's eating a few more spoonfuls. Dad and mom are looking at him all suspicious like, hmm, is that really what he's eating? And he ends up just like taking off and running, right? Like I forget what it was that gives it away, but he just takes off running. And dad tastes it and he's like, egads. (laughs) It's not the stuff. (laughs) And they go chasing him, dude. And that's when Mo pulls up. He's like, get in the the car." car. He's like, who the hell are you? He's like. I've seen it move, too. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Jumps in the car. They take off. He pukes. He's like, sorry, mister. I just puked. He's like, yeah, I figured. He's like, sorry. I just ate shaving cream. He's like, that'll do it to you. No, Mo goes, well, we all got to eat shaving cream sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean, dude? All of a sudden, they pull up to a hangar with a yeah. private plane waiting for them. Okay. And Mo, Nicole, and Jason get on the airplane. Nicole's the marketing lady. Mm-hmm. They um, head to Midland, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Mo and the lady go to a factory, and the kid's supposed to stay on the plane. He yes. has to stay on the plane, and they go to the factory. Mm-hmm. 
and all of a sudden the stuff is on the plane and it attacks like the 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 uh, the pilot the pilot. Well, the it, it was the um the, the guy. There was a guy there trying to get the kid. Wasn't that right. the uh, uh right. the post office guy? That's right. They're there to steal the kid. Uh, the kid escapes. He ends up running off into the woods. Then he yep. finds this weird little cavern cave, and then yeah, we- goes into the cavern and then pops up. Like in in this area where there's like these mines and stuff. Well, he comes to the mine because we've been we've heard yeah. about this mine. Yeah, he gets to the mine and they got all these semis and all these trucks there. Yep, bunch of tanker trucks. Yes, uh, he decides as smart kids do. Let me yep. climb up on top of these and go hide inside one of these tanker trucks. Sure, great idea. Fucking moron. All the while, uh, Nicole and Mo get in a car with these two dudes. Yep, who are part of the firm. I think that's what they call it, yeah, the firm. They the join firm. the firm. Yes. Yeah. They bring them around. Mm-hmm. Um, they take them to the factory because they're there. They want to see the factory yep. because they, they use Nicole. They use who she actually is, Yep. that she's marketing. She wants to come see the factory. They're going to film something there. Yep. Um, and they start getting it to where the factory and seeing everything. And they want to know, where do you actually make this? We see you're packaging it here. You're you're doing all of this mm-hmm. here, but where is it actually mixed? Where is it made? And they're just like, oh, we're not going to tell you that, you stupid bitch. <laughs> um, cut to the kid. He's closed into this again, thing now. Again, season of the witch. Yes. The tr- yes, right. The truck now is is be- is taking off. Right, it's driving mm-hmm. away. This kid's stuck in there. Great. Yeah. Um, Mo doesn't care because he and 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 what Nicole have to spend the night. They got to get a hotel room. Well, when when they left the uh, the airplane, Mo told yeah, the pilot. Told he said, "If we're not Atlanta back in three hours, take him, get him out of here. Get him but, to Atlanta." So they think that they are. You know, they're like, "Okay, fine." The pilot took off, but let's go get they a don't motel. know what happened. Yeah. Let's well, the get... the firm, the guys at the at the factory said, "Well, we gotta." We booked you guys at the at the motel. We got your room. Don't Perfect. worry about it. Perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna really stay there. Yeah, fuck that, dude. You ever hear the joke about how like, hey, dude, uh, I had a dream last night that I was eating giant marshmallows. I woke up, my pillow was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that shit back in the day? Yeah, that's what this reminded me of, dude. Because they were doing whatever. They're laying in bed. They're what, and then all of a sudden, these pillows come to life. They're full of the stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole room's full of the stuff, and it's trying to attack them. And um. Is this where it gets on his face? Yes. Yes. And it's oh, suffocating God, him. Oh, God, dude. And- it, j- it gets on Moe's face, and she's trying to pull it off, and it won't. And this is her next line of thinking, okay? I can't pull it off. Let me take the kerosene lamp, pour it all over the, your head, and light it on fire. Oh, dear. It worked, And she though. does it. It worked. And he comes away without a burn. Cut to the trucks arriving at the pits. Um... Mo and they they know they know they need to get to the pits. They got They're gonna go and just well, get rid of this. Well, not just that, now. but then you know, uh, more in the motel room, it starts going all over the place, oh, all yeah. over the wall. And you know, that. they yeah. used yeah. they they used the same thing as in Nightmare on Elm Street, the rotating yep. room. Yep. Um, except this was not as well done. Yep. I heard this was actually the same room. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. But yeah, you can see like when the it's, stuff's it's going up so the wall, corny, the blankets bro. on the bed are it's coming so up. It's so corny, bro. <laughs> it's sky. so corny. You have to take it like it's shooting out and making yeah. the blanket covers fly out. You know what I mean? You have to take it that way. Well, no. At one point, because it's stopped coming out of the bed, dude. I know. <laughs> the blankets are I know. coming up the It's like ceiling. dripping. Just drips <laughs> coming out, dude. Um, oh, so yeah. now they know they have to get to the pits. They know where the pits is. Are, well, because he's going to go steal a truck of this stuff. Yeah. Also, Mo has a plan. He's got explosives all of a sudden. Yes. I don't know, dude. Where do you get them from? He's a corporate espionage spy. He has them in his back Christ pocket. almighty, James Bond of the corporate world here. Um, they get is, to the this pit. This is Mo Moriarty. He, he disguises himself, right? He's trying to make himself look like these workers that are there, mm-hmm. and he straps these things to his ankles, throws the stuff into the pits. Um, and while he's starting to walk away, he hears something coming from inside one of the well, tankers. Hang on, hang on. Because right before that... Oh, what's up? I was going to say, back up. When they actually get to the, the mine yeah. and what they see... So they get to the mine, and oh, it's this yeah. wide open area, and it's like this lake of stuff. Yeah, and you can see that they're pumping it into these tanker trucks. And there's these stuff. So this is where they start. This is where they discover the what too. it actually is. Yeah, these like weird, uh, like stalactite type things rising up out of them, and then they hang out for a little bit, and then they go back in, and it's yeah. So they're filling it right, and the tank with the kid is getting filled, and he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And Moe's like, "Okay, I can hear something. What the yeah. hell's going on?" He figures it out. He's like, "Okay, I got to save this kid." Starts fighting off people. They're tearing off on the truck. They're trying to get away. He sets off the explosives. The the pit's blowing up. There's all kinds of crazy shit happening here, dude. Um, <laughs> and so as they're trying to get away, police pull him over. Mm-hmm. The police. 
they know all this shit's going on and they're like, all right, sure, let me just pull over because the police in a yeah. town that we already know is overrun by the stuff people. Yep. They well, fight they even the police. Up, they say, well, how do we know? They, they even mention it that he's probably infected, but they stop regardless. Yeah. They end up fighting off the police, getting the, you know, and, well, and, and I, off. Okay, so I, but I understand why they 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 stop though, because the guy's just going to follow you, and they're going to know where you're going. Yes. So I understand why they stop, because they got to stop this guy from following them and being able to use the radio to radio where they right. are. They need to lose him. And they do. Yeah. They drive off to. It's weird. What looks like a castle. Well, well, the way they ca- stop this cop, dude. dude. They they get him out the back. There's stuff on the ground, and and he's eating the stuff. And then Mo just kind of comes over and put his hands on his shoulder and tips him over, and then that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, you, man. okay. This okay. movie is insane. Uh, they drive off. They come across this place that looks like a castle. It's an old fort. A whole bunch of military yeah. people jump up. Yeah, it looks like an old, like the Alamo, dude. And the reason he's there is because Mo knows this guy, uh, Colonel Spears, is there. Mm-hmm. And the reason he knows Colonel Spears is there is because he was used back in the day when he's part of the FBI. Mm-hmm. And they did this kind of uh, uh, surveillance on a bunch of people and found some stuff to blackmail them with at some point. Yep. And uh, he's like, look, I need you to help me. We need the military to come in and destroy this shit. And the colonel's like, why can't? Why should I help you? Well, because this this colonel's like a, um, I don't know if he's still part of the military, but he's like this <laughs> militia leader of like, like people who are living on the fringes of society right. because they don't want to conform and like right. it's a giant conspiracy. And, right, like, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, so this is right up their alley. You know they're going to believe it. Dude. Yeah. So uh, he blackmails him. Basically, look, you got to help us or I'll let people know the stuff we did find out about you kind of thing. He's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And they do, dude. They all end up going to the factory pits. And this is the thing that blows me away. It's it's this militia guy, this this colonel, all this military, and they're bringing this woman and child with them everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere in the midst of everything. And not only that. Colonel, this dude that has military training, knows how to make decisions, is the commander, comes at these points where he's just like, what should we do or whatever? And this kid is the one that's like, maybe this is what's going on or we should do this. And they're just like, yeah, let's do what the kid says. Dude, it's a big thing. It's a big to do. The military attacks. There's fighting. There's stuff exploding everywhere. It floods all over the place. They end up flying out to Atlanta because Colonel has some radio towers out there. Mm-hmm. He's like, we've got to warn, warn the world about they this. They get to Atlanta, and they all jump in. Yep. Taxis. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to warn the world, though. They have yes, to warn the world. They, they get to the radio everybody. station. And guess who's at the radio station? Chocolate Chip Charlie. Chocolate Chip Charlie, right there. They're all talking. He's like, hey, reunited, and it feels so good. They're, hey, I found you guys. What's going on? What's going Since on? I, his character was pointless, dude. <laughs> No, he was just there just to be kind of a character. Comic relief. Like honestly, he was pointless. He Did was zero the only, to the film. He was nothing. the only minority in the movie, wasn't he? Except for the, the black woman and her child at the supermarket. He did nothing in the film. I know. Nothing at all. You're right. He was, he was completely their token black. Take person. him out completely, it would have done it would have hurt the film zero. Yep. They decide, okay, the 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 colonel's on there, he's he's putting out this this message. And uh, Nicole and Chocolate Chip Charlie decide they're going to go into the studio to. I forgot what they were doing. What are yeah, they, they were going talking to, in there? They were doing something. Get something set up or ready to do something, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm going to come in and help you. I'll talk to you." He starts talking to her, and he starts acting crazy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, weird. his mouth starts getting wide and wider and wider. Oh, I love and this spe- was I love the, the most intense. Effects, <laughs> this was the most intense thing <laughs> that we saw out of all of this. Oh my god! I don't know, dude. I think this was right on par with the dog. It was dope. Yeah, the, uh, the Doberman. Well, the dog wasn't even that bad. Like, this was insane. The actual, like, how high it oh, spread, know, dude. how long we held on that. You know what I mean? And how it looked, too, dude. Uh, it, Very it, low quality special effects, but it still looked creepy as fuck. Yeah, the stuff comes out, right? So they're all trying to fight it now. And, and it, it all comes out like they're shooting well, Justin's at it. Justin's in there, too. Yes. Or Jason's in there now, too. And they're like, so turn Jason save with the stuff, and they break the glass. And how does Moriarty stop the stuff? He finds this big wire. He's like, let me cut it in half and electrocute the shit out of this and thing. He electrocutes the fucking stuff. They watch the whole place burn and explode. Boom. Destroyed. Um,. Then we cut to Mo meeting with some distributors of some new desserts. The guys from the ship, they're like, thank you for bringing about the end of the stuff. We want you to know that our stuff, our new dessert, is 100% dairy. It's all no, this. this is the this is the, um, this is is one of the guys from the boat, the guy who yeah. comes in second. But then the yeah. other guy is the guy who is marketing it yeah. and getting selling it, moving it. The, yes, the distributors. So it goes back to them, yes. And they don't have the stuff. They have the taste. 
the taste. It's a new version. It's got a lot less content of the stuff, so it's just enough to get people addicted to bring them back but not make them go crazy. And it's actually dairy. Yes. It's an ice cream. And we're like, oh, all right. And uh, Mo's not having here. any no. of it. He's like, they ain't, we ain't doing so this. Calls the kid in. Kid comes Jason in with a briefcase or, or some package or whatever he had. It's like a tray or something. Yeah. Tray, that's what it was. And uh, he pulls a gun out. <laughs> and Mo they, does, not the kid. And they make these people. He says, oh, what did they say? They said, oh, so you have guests? How many more are you? He says, oh, just us yep. and this guy. And he pulls out his gun. <laughs> He's like, uh, and basically, he's like, you guys are the fuckers that are responsible for this. A lot of people died. A lot mm-hmm. of people have suffered because of it. And you guys are not going to get away scot free just to make more money. Nope. You guys are going to eat this shit. And he makes them eat it. Mm-hmm. And they eat it. They're like, oh, this isn't bad. And they eat it. And they keep eating it. And then we fade off. And you're like, okay, the movie's over. Nope. We get a quick scene real fast. This, like, back alley somewhere. They had to leave it open for a sequel, dude. This car comes up. <laughs> And you can see these shady characters like they're bootlegging back in the day, right? The trunk pops open and it's a whole bunch of stuff. And yep. they're like, oh shit, we gonna sell this. And then the end. Wow. Such yep. a disjointed, all over the place movie. Barely a theme that you can follow all the way to the end, but how iconic is a lot of the nonsense in this film? Yeah, dude. Um, again, very rough. <laughs> but Very fun. rough, but fun. Can't and help again, it, dude. knowing Moriarty what you're kills. going into, you got this. Is a movie you can't just watch it not knowing what you're getting into, because it's you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this, bro?" This is gonna be like going to Walmart and picking up Beyond the Call of Duty off the shelf on DVD what and movie? watching it and say, "Beyond the Call of Duty," and saying, "What the fuck did I just pay?" 10 I challenge bucks people for? to find that movie and watch it. If you can find it, and they you find watch it, it and they watch it. Let us know. We'll comment. Send you yes, comment on this and tell us why we wanted you to find it and watch it. <laughs> If you find a copy of it on DVD, we'll sign it. Send it to us, and we'll sign it, and we'll send it back to you. There's a reason we'll sign it, so find it and watch it. Watch it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Uh, But But wait, people don't know what we look like. Doesn't matter. Look at the credits. (laughs) Wait, is there credits? I don't even know, dude. I don't. How far did the production happen? I don't think they have credits past the the main cast. Nothing at the end? Damn, that's rough, dude. That's horrible. Nobody wanted to take the time to actually give everybody credit. Nope. We'll talk about that in the future. Anyway, the stuff, dude. Yes, this is a classic one, right? This is considered a cult classic mm-hmm. because it's one of For these films reason. that, even though it's got a lot of stuff that's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. There are these these elements that make it like you have to look at this and say, look at what it contributed. It yes. contributed things like the idea of the stuff, the way it looked. It looked good a lot of oh, the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you and know, as for as many problems as Larry Cohen said he had trying to get control it and get it to do what he needed to do, in reality, it it it, it looked really good. Yeah, the way it would move, the what the way they got it to do the stuff. Chocolate chip Charlie. Mm-hmm. That at the end was just fucking bonkers. Yeah, in a good way. <coughs> I'm looking at your things on the shelf there, and it's kind of like the uh, uh, what's her name from Beetlejuice back there. Yeah, the big ass mouth dude. Yep. So for me, I enjoy it. I love I, I love it in that it's one of those films I love for it being that way. Yes. That's oh, why. Absolutely. Because there are films that absolutely. are bad too that I still can't love because it doesn't have anything that really endears yes. me to it, whereas this does. Right? And I gotta mm-hmm. be honest, dude, Moriarty, come on, man. Talk about again, this is the, the second film I've seen him in now, where I thought it was a great character performance, dude. I thought so too. The only the only thing that hurt it is the dialogue. Right, the dialogue and the disjointed scenes. But I love his. I I oh, love. I, know, I love his choice of. I love his choice of the of the of of accent too. Yes. I don't know why, but I was like, okay, it fits this character that he's doing. Yeah. When he first meets those guys, he's like, oh, let me get a. Yeah, that's a sweaty that's palm. A palm. Sweaty that's palm. Another, another sweaty, sweaty palm. palm here. Look at that no one, one. Another one is as dumb as I appear to be. And the whole movie's got this like nonsense accent, but it's awesome and it works. Yes. Um. So, man, for me, I feel like this is just a hidden jewel. I love mm-hmm. that I'm starting to see more of his work. Uh, I'm gonna w- try to seek out more of his other movies just to watch him and see what he does. Because honestly, Moriarty's one of my favorite kind of underrated, you know, mm-hmm. horror actors mm-hmm. of the early '80s. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, he was in um 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 uh. <laughs> what is it? Uh, NYPD Blue too. Was he? Uh, I believe so. Or, Interesting. Or one of those shows like that. He, Interesting. You know, he spent a lot of time on there too, dude. Wow. Um. Oh, no, Law and Order. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he spent a lot of time on Law and Order, dude. 1990 to 94. I did not know that. Wow. Tidbits. You got any? I don't really have any tidbits, to be honest. Not much on this one, except for I wish we could get the 
the definitive reason that they decided to dub a big part of that section. Yeah, you know, I don't rough. know. Um, I again, I don't know if it was because their audio was just bad and they had to do it. Um, because it's a weird decision, or maybe maybe there was something just with how loud the boat was. They couldn't right. use the audio. Right. They couldn't could record the audio. Could have been, could have been messed up. Um, like I don't spikes know or whatever. But um, but we did have a couple of cameos in this movie. Yeah, we had the "Where's the Beef Lady?" Yeah, dude, I didn't know it was a parody her. That's for the awesome. stuff. We also had uh, Gabe. Uh, what's his name? Gabe Vigoda. Tessio from The Godfather yeah. in one of the commercials. Um, yeah, dude, it was uh, it was all around again. It's got its issues. Yes. But again, it's a Larry Cohen film, so I yes. expect that. Um, but it's fun. Yep. Uh, it's entertaining. 1950s sci-fi. can't take sci-fi. it seriously because it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. Whoa, yeah, exactly. Um, and for that, I love it. I love it for that because it's so zany and offbeat. And you can see the influences that he pulled from other places, whether yeah. he consciously or subconsciously pulled influences from yeah. Season of the Witch. But the blob. Yeah. And I love the blob. Easily, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I... um. I knew what I was getting into with this one, so it didn't come as a shock. But Same. yes, I'll, I'll Same. revisit this one. Same. Absolutely. All right, dude. Next one, man. Next one on the list this is a, a heavy another hitter. cult classic. Ooh, yes. Uh, Day of the Dead. Oh, I thought Dawn. No, 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 no. Okay. Day, Day yeah. of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Have you ever seen it? Uh, no. Interesting. No. That should be a lot of fun, dude. I, I love the Dead films. I love the Romero films. Yeah. I love a lot of the spinoffs, a lot of the thing, even the campy oh, ones. Love later. them, yeah. Oh God, I can't Two wait. Movies from uh, from uh, Day of the Dead. I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. So, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to head over to our social media: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for OOTS Pod or Out of the Shadows Podcast. Make sure to head over to Apple Podcast and Spotify. Give us a rating. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. Also, keep your ears open and eyes open. We've got some fun content coming for you. Some content crawling its way out of That's the shadows. Going to be, a, we've been ta- we've been teasing it a lot. We've been talking about it a lot. There's been a um, lot of development on the back end going on. Oh, here. this is going to be so good, dude! I'm so excited. There's so much fun stuff coming. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting. And uh, and if you're new to the show, make sure to stick around because uh, it's going to be a fun ride. It only uh, gets better from here on out. Chris. Oh, hell yeah, dude! So anyway, until next week, remember to keep your eye on the shadows.